It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back, baseball family. This week we are going to talk home runs, World Baseball Classic updates, and the playoff picture right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back, baseball family, to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I have got the Bradmaster here with me. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you today, Brig? Great. I'm Brig. We're very excited you're here. We love that we get to do this for you every week. We love baseball, and we love doing baseball together. So thank you so much for joining us. Let's get into the current events. Albert Pujols has officially joined the 700 Home Run Club. And officially. If, if you don't know that that's a big deal, uh, then allow us to baseball explain this to you, because I feel like you should know. There are only four other players who have hit 700 home runs in a regular season, or four total now. Sorry, three others. Four total now. The others are Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, and Barry Bonds. And now Albert Pujols. And that's it. That's it. In over 150 years of baseball. That's it. <laughs> I think I feel like we should let the gravity of the situation settle in for a second. Don't, don't you think? Like, it's huge. I agree. And you know what's funny is that, like, as it was leading up to it, as it was coming up to it, it's like, I kind of had the thought, like, of course Albert Pujols is going to hit 700, right? I think they had talked about it when he was, like, his second or third year in the league. Like, oh, this guy has a shot at 700. And so yeah. it was kind of that benchmark. You're like, well, he'll get there eventually. You know, sure. there are a lot of terrible years in Anaheim. Terrible. A lot of really bad years there in Anaheim. But he made it, and yeah. it's kind of like – it's like you said, you don't really understand the gravity of it until you're like, there are only three other guys ever right, in the history of well, time to have done this. Well, and I know we've said this on the show before, but maybe you're a new listener or maybe, I don't know, maybe you didn't catch it. So I'm going to bring up this, this is my favorite Albert Pujols story ever. I was, And the reason I'm going to say it again, I was talking to my mom about it. She says, Brig, that's what people need to hear. So I'm going to tell you again, okay? So Albert Pujols, we all know about Babe Ruth, right? Unashamed character, just, just larger than life, kind of, you know, kind of a, a rough character overall. We all know the story behind Barry Bonds and his, you know, tainted history. And we, we all love Hank Aaron. Like, we just love Hank Aaron. So so who is this Albert Pujols character? Well, we, we know that he began playing Major League Baseball when he was uh, 12 years old. And... Just kidding. But we don't we don't know exactly how old he was. The fact remains that he came up through the league and was a sensation right off the bat. He gave gave the Cardinals organization a lot of of lot of winning seasons and a lot of just terrific performances and and did a lot for that organization, which is why it's so cool to see him back playing for the Cardinals in his final year and to have achieved that record in a Cardinals uniform is huge. If you're familiar at all with the Cardinals, you have to be familiar with Stan Musial. He's a, a staple in the culture there. He's a staple in the organization. He's a staple in baseball history. You can't talk about baseball without Stan Musial. And Stan's nickname was Stan the Man. So after a while, when Pujols started getting more and more notoriety, more recognition, started becoming more of that franchise player face of the organization, people started calling him El Hombre. And El Hombre in Spanish means the man. And then he had a sit down with Stan Musial. And he came out of that interview totally impressed with Stan. And he stopped, he asked everybody to stop calling him El Hombre. He said, because that means the man, there's only one man. And it's Stan. So, like, mad respect for Albert Pujols. You have to have respect mm-hmm. for the guy. Uh, now he goes by the machine, which is just as fitting, honestly. But a guy, a guy like that who, who can, I don't know. Put his put his own ego aside and and allow history to you know to supersede the current events, which is I think is kind of a thing about baseball, right? Is that we right. we promote our history above ourselves, above the current events in a lot of situations. So yeah. 
just a neat it's a neat situation for him. It's a neat record and and it'll I don't know who else will do it, honestly. I don't know. And I think we talked about that as he's getting close to it, is that who who's to say? Like we have no way of knowing of who is even gonna come close to seven hundred next because there yeah. is nobody on track for it, despite and I always say this, despite the massive amount of home runs that are hit. Yeah, and and that's the thing, right? It's every everybody's hitting them, but not everybody's hitting them in droves. So, just to give you an idea, and we're, this is a perfect segue, Brad. So, I'm going to jump for us. Uh, Aaron Judge, who's on track, he has 60 home runs as of this very moment. Aaron Judge, um, and it's Sunday night, by the way, Sunday, September 25th. It's 10:30 p.m. The Yankees are playing the Red Sox. They're in a rain delay. He has 60 home runs on this season. He broke the rookie single season record at 52 in 2017. That cat only has 218 home runs and it's his seventh season in the league. So do the math for me, Brad, even Aaron judge probably won't make it to 700. Okay. Seven. So you said 200 and what? 18, 218 overall. Okay. So that's an average of 31 a year. Yeah. He'd have to play 22 years to get there. Right. Which is that's cool. career. Yeah, exactly. It's possible. It's entirely possible. 31 every, at least 31 every every single year to get there. Yeah, every time. And he hit nine in 2020. Shortened season, got some injuries, but a guy that size, you know, he's, he's had to put a lot of focus on his, um, you know, taking care of his body. So let's, we're going to talk world baseball classic in a minute, but let's stay on Aaron Judge for a moment. Okay. 60 home runs right now currently playing against Boston. This is another storyline that I can't get enough of. Roger Maris beat Babe Ruth's record in 1961, hitting 61 home runs. That was 61 years ago. For those of you with your math, your calculators out like Brad, right? That's, I just, (laughs) I love, so there's a romance here, right? It's so romantic. 61 years ago, the record 61. It was in 1961. The differences are not, not everybody wanted Roger Maris to break the record. In fact, right. I, it was like a nation divided because he was going up against Babe Ruth, and that was just something you didn't do. Babe Ruth had cancer at the time. He was literally dying, and he came out to the Yankee Stadium to like cheer him on and everything. He was not looking well at all. And so it was this huge thing. He was getting hate mail. Roger Maris was. His hair was falling out because of the stress. And most of the way through the season, the other guy that was doing it literally side by side with him was another one of the greatest Yankees of all time in Mickey Mantle. And Mickey Mantle gets an injury, he's an abscess in his hip, and he can't play the rest of the season. So now here, the, the one solace he had, Roger Maris had going forward, was he had a, pa- a partner. He had a companion in this thing. And now he doesn't. Right. And, and then on top of that, that's the season they change the, the single season from 154 games under the conditions. Babe Ruth hit 60 home runs to 162 games under the conditions that Roger Maris had and hit the home run. It this mm-hmm. the break the record in what's different about today is that Aaron judge is getting unilateral universal support. The pitchers want him to hit home runs. They just don't want to be the guy. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) they don't want to be the guy to do it, but they're all just, they're super excited. And what I've really appreciated about the Red Sox, which talk about poetic romance, Maris did it against the Red Sox as well. It was October 1st. Mm -hmm. Here we are, September 25th. He's still playing the Red Sox at Yankee Stadium in both cases. It's magical. But um, what was I saying? I lost what I was saying. Oh, the pitchers, even the pitchers. Yeah. Yeah, so the Red Sox have challenged Judge. They're not pitching around him. They're not they're not throwing balls in the dirt. They're not trying to get him to expand the zone in ridiculous ways. They're they're putting it in they're they're putting it hit they're pitching him hittable balls most of the time. I kind Whereas, of I mean they're around the zone, but they're not in it. They're, they're not yeah, exactly you're, like, yeah. Yeah. It's not they're not playing him straight, straight up. He's not getting meatballs down the pipe. But he's right. getting hittable opportunities. He is. He is. But the, here's the thing about Aaron Judge, too, that I don't think is fully appreciated, is that not only is he a slugger, he's a great hitter. 
because mm-hmm. he is in the lead for the triple crown at this moment. He he it's, is batting three fourteen currently. Yeah, and Bogarts is right, right now. now at three fifteen. Oh, is he right now? Bogarts okay. is at three fifteen right now. So, but only as of one at bat tonight. That's the only reason. Yeah. yeah. But Judge is producing extra base hits all the time. All the time. Right. He gets yeah. on base all the time. He got a double so, tonight. Exactly. So he, I think he went two doubles in his first two at-bats oh, like two nights ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's awesome. To your point, Brad, it's, he's a terrific hitter. He's an all-around baseball player. He's an all-around good person. He's an all-around team-first guy clubhouse presence you know captain style material okay now ahead of the friday night game that apple tv had exclusive rights to air right ahead of the apple tv game on september 23rd the attorney general of new york letitia james released the following statement i think this just adds to the magic quote history is in the making as aaron judge electrifies yankees fans and everyone who loves baseball to deny millions of New Yorkers and fans around the nation the opportunity to watch Aaron Judge step up to the plate is wrong and unfair. New Yorkers paid their cable bills expecting to see live sports programming. Now they are being asked to do extra if they want to watch this exciting home run race and potentially a historic game. That is why I am calling on Apple and the major and the MLB to reach a fair accommodation with the Yes Network so that fans can watch what we all hope will be history made this evening. I get Blind it, react, it, Brad. <laughs> at the same time, like, how ignorant are you to TV deals if that's what you're saying? Like, it sucks. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apple paid baseball a whole lot of money to have that game. For sure. They knew... I'm sure that they knew what was going to be at stake or could potentially figure out what was going to be at stake. There's going to be some kind of history. There always is with the Yankees and Red Sox, especially yeah. at the end of the game, at the end of the season. So yeah. like Apple specifically was like, we want Yankees Red Sox in September on a Friday night because that's going to be Primo TV. Yep. Brig, who does not have Apple TV plus for those of you keeping track signed up for a free trial specifically yeah. to watch the game. And have I you did. watched Ted Lasso yet, Brig? Because once you do, you're <laughs> going to want to start paying for it because it's that good. I have not because I'm afraid. I'm a fear. their job. But they did their job, and I agree with you. Yes. Here's what I think is interesting, though, that people from all walks of life, this just being one example, are using whatever platform they have. They're using whatever uh, whatever motivation that they can muster up and they're wanting to be in on this conversation. They're wanting to be a part of this magic. So, and this goes to show you what is happening right now with Aaron judge. And I bring it up because a, it transcends baseball, which I think is evident by the attorney general releasing a statement that she knew was not going to do anything. You know, this isn't going to change anything. Pandering. That's what she's doing. That's she's pandering. Okay. Which is fine. Right. But then you got Spike Lee who's in attendance at every one of these games. And I think that's great. That's on brand for him. I don't know yeah. that this is on brand for Letitia James. That's why it's interesting because this goes, this is going above and beyond baseball. And that's what it should be. That's what's good for baseball. It's good for the world to see things like this. But it's interesting she has because. A gavel. Oh, yeah. I wonder. Ooh, that's really good. That's That'd really be cool. Funny. Yeah. If on the inside of one of her blazers is the Yankees logo or something. Like, <laughs> or if she's got a little even pin. It, but even if it's like displayed up in her office, it's a gavel. It's got pinstripes on it. Navy blue with white pinstripes or something like that. That'd be cool. That'd be so cool. Well, here's the other thing, though, is that this all leads up to uh, Aaron Judge free agent negotiations. The end. Don't forget that's happening, baseball family. Don't forget that's happening. Yes, this is awesome. Yes, this is what we need. Yes, this is good for baseball. And also, he will just as likely be in a Yankees uniform as anybody else's next year. At yep. this point. Okay. Brig, let's move I, on. One last thing. Okay. I just I just had this thought like yesterday. Like, what would you do if Aaron Judge ended up playing right field for the Seattle Mariners next year? I, uh, I'd be really happy for you. 
but that would not be my first reaction. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Because you know it's not going to be a puddle jumper deal. No, it's it's going to be be big. He's getting and it's going to be long. They're going to somebody's going to lock him in for 14, 15 years. Mm, I don't I don't know that he'll even ask for 14 just because he's what 29. This is his age 30 season, I think. Yeah, he won't even ask for that. He knows better than that. He might okay. ask for 10 tops. Because yeah, you're starting I mean, to get into Pujols territory with him yeah, asking 10. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. but I, if, I, if he stays healthy, his swing is going to age so beautifully. It will, right, gonna... because of his size. I understand that. That's fine. But at the same time, though, like he's a big dude, and like you said before, and injuries are going to start to pile up. So it's yeah, like, they do are. you want him for 10 years? Maybe if we give you 10 years, we'll give you, little, you give us a little bit of a discount. Yeah. Six or right. seven, though, no discount. He's going to, oh, yeah, six, six. Oh, I would give him six tomorrow. Yeah. With all the money. Yeah. All of it. Big time. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Anyway. I sorry, think if that's, uh, yeah, let's, let's move go. on to the World Baseball Classic. You're right. Let's move on. Okay. That's so a, that's going to be a big offseason conversation that we have. Yeah, we will. Just don't forget. Okay. World Baseball Classic. We have some roster updates. First thing is, uh, Great Britain qualified for the first time ever. And as such, Jazz Chisholm has committed to play for Great Britain's ball club in the World Baseball Classic this coming spring. Now, that's interesting for a billion reasons, one of which is that he's on the 60-day IL currently. Right. So, uh, And he's walking around Marlins Park like doing selfies with fans and stuff. He's pulling a Joey Votto. I wonder if yeah. you saw what Joey Votto was doing. And he's like, yeah, I could do that. Or I if the Marlins said because of it. Exactly. That's exactly what I think. And it's good. It's so good. Best PR move any any team, any player could do. Absolutely. It, it may it's like the toothpick. You're like, where has this been? Right? <laughs> this is the dumbest thing. How come we get guys on the IL? They're sitting at home playing Xbox. No, come in and earn your paycheck or whatever. Like do some go PR do, for the team. Buy yes, a couple go, kids a jersey. Yeah. Kiss a baby. Yes, exactly. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I love it. So Jazz Chisholm's committed to play for Great Britain. Team Italy has some roster additions that we thought were just awesome. Trey Mancini being one of them with an Italian name. Jordan Romano, who plays for the Blue Jays. David Fletcher, who's also – do you say play for the Angels? Angels, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, committed to play for Team Italy. So Brad did a little research. I'm going to let you take this, Brad. This is what makes a player eligible to play for a particular nationality. So it's they're pretty free and loose with it. And I think that when it comes down to it, it's because they want to fill out the international rosters. They don't want it to be the U.S. against the Dominican Republic, against Cuba, Japan, Venezuela, right? Because right. that's mostly what it would be with a bunch of major, major leaguers. No, if you spread yeah. it out a little bit, you get major leaguers spread out across Great Britain and Italy and and the Netherlands as well. I mean, the Netherlands sure. are going to have big leaguers on their roster. Yeah. So anyway, so these are the these are the requirements. So a player is a citizen of the nation uh, the team represents. So that's easy, right? Like Super if you're a citizen yeah. of a country, you can go play for them. Um, Jazz Chisholm is actually from the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. So if the Bahamas had a team, that's probably where he would be, but they don't. So he chose to go one of these other routes. Right. Um, so it's not it's not more than one. It is simply one of these requirements. The player is qualified uh, for citizenship or to hold a passport under the laws of the nation. Um, the player is a permanent legal resident of the nation or territory. The player was born in the nation. So if your parents are on vacation in England and then you come back, you can go play there. Yep. Pretty easy. Um, yep. And then also you've got uh, the player has one parent who is or was, if they're deceased, a citizen of the nation. Or the player has one parent who was born in the nation. Just so one. If your parents, if your grandparents were on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> in that nation then you can play for that team that's fantastic <laughs> so that yeah. so, was the last week so it'll week, be interesting about a kid from from college who was approached by the indonesian t- national team i think yeah. that it was like his i think his grandma was from indonesia so his mom was born there 
I believe is what he had said. Cool. And so he qualified. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, that's good to know. Thanks for doing that research, Brad, because we that was a big question mark we didn't understand. And yeah. It was really great. Yep. Yep. Big time. Um, before we move to the Yankees again, because there's a lot of move to talk about the Yankees, let's let's put them on the burner a little bit. Clayton Kershaw. Okay. Clayton Kershaw is leaning toward playing again in 2023, for those of you watching. He's been not so sure that he was going to do it. Uh, You know, there's been some ho-humming. There were some injuries last year that honestly have not materialized at all this year. And he's now he's 34 years old. He's currently playing his 15th season on a one-year, $17 million contract over – uh, 115 and two thirds innings. If I got it right, he's got a two four two ERA. That's solid. <laughs> That's not slowing down aging. I would take numbers. that. <laughs> yeah, I would take that from any of the pitchers in my pitch in my starting rotation. Absolutely. Yeah, especially with that curveball. Come on, man! It's just yeah. not even fair. It's just not even fair. <laughs> this is so Amazing. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and people swing at it. Do they have year. to. <laughs> yeah, I would too. My question to you is, how long until they give him a statue out in Chavez Ravine? <laughs> honest, here, this is my honest answer. Okay. I believe if the Dodgers win the World Series this year and Clayton Kershaw is the pitcher of record in any of those wins in the World Series, statue. Yeah gotta be yeah if they don't win the world series this year i don't i don't know i don't it's hard because i'm jumping sports here but the seattle seahawks um there's been a lot of there have been a lot of fans who have commissioned even a sample like have commissioned a statue for richard sherman based on a single play granted he had a hall of fame career with the with the seahawks right right but there was the one play that fans are like it's got to get a statue for the tip it's defining, yeah, yeah. It defined the player. It defined the franchise. And like Ken Griffey Jr. has a statue outside of of T-Mobile. There's statues all over the country. Yeah, but Kershaw, I think, has to have like a moment with the team, right? Mm-hmm. Has to have like an in the moment something to bring history into the team, rather than just being a dominant fixture on the in the starting rotation for as long as he was which is commendable you know yeah obviously for for as long as he has but i think he's got to have a moment that's a really hot take brad i like that otherwise because otherwise brig what what is the statue him just with his arm up right right yeah in his wind up yeah you gotta have something like the kirk gibson moment right exactly yeah yeah yep interesting dude I like it. I'm going to have to chew on that because I don't know if I agree with you. I like what you're saying. I get it. I just think that we can't underrate a guy who's played 15 years as successfully, as dominantly as he has been. And this, I feel like this goes into the, not the same conversation, but the same ideological bent as home runs versus small ball. Like we sit here all the time and talk about how small ball wins championships and small balls where it's at and but then those moments are are more like a home run and i mm-hmm, i don't right. know i would just well, so, say like so this is ideologically i'm opposed right and i understand that but here's the thing with kershaw though is that he's also been kind of like the goat and i don't mean like the good kind during playoff runs that's exactly right, right. like he was known as a postseason choker for a long time. And, you know, part of yeah. it turned out that the other team was stealing his stealing signs and knew exactly what was coming. So that was part of the problem. That's going to be a problem for most guys. And, you know, they had that, but they had that edge against him. And when they knew what was coming, they were able to hit it or not yeah. hit it, you know? So right. I think if he, I think this would be his defining year, though, to get, to get a statue. Okay. Wow. That was pretty good off the cuff stuff there, my friend. I like well, that. Thanks. I appreciate you, Brad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Donnie Baseball, let's talk about him some more. After he gets a documentary, he then decides to resign as manager of the Marlins. And this decision reportedly 
is mutual. And uh, that makes a lot of sense. The last five seasons, four of them have had 90 or more losses. He's been there, what, seven oh. years? Six the one seven time they did now? it because they didn't play 90 games. Right. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they made the playoffs, but they didn't play 90 games. That's they exactly probably right. Because they, they started off pretty good this year, playing pretty pretty well. And then we were surprised. Off fell off. Yeah. And then fell off at yeah. the end, just like what we actually expected. So yeah. it makes sense. And I bet you, though, that there are some also some philosophical differences between Donnie Baseball and the front office with that team because Derek Jeter left. And that was yep. what he cited, right? Essentially, yep, what he's exactly said. right. That's what I was going to so, say. Yeah. So I, so I saw this and I was like, okay, so where does Donnie Baseball end up? Right. That's yes. our favorite game. Where does Donnie yeah. Baseball end up? Meaningless predictions are they're so good. <laughs> Where does Donnie Baseball end up? Okay, he's going to do a stint in a broadcast booth for a year. And it'll be like a tryout situation. I wonder if they'll bring him on to Yes Network and give him the Beltran treatment. Let's see what happens. That could be really cool. Um, he could end up in a in a couple of other places, but he's gonna he's gonna take a small breather. I don't think he'll accept a bench coach position, but though he could. Oh, no, no, no. I doubt it. Um, I think man, if he did, or nothing. yeah, I think if he did, it would have to be uh, like a deeply personal reason. Maybe like if his best friend came to him and said, dude, I got this job and I want to do it. I want you there with me. Like, okay. I think he would do it in that situation. Right. Maybe, but that's it though. I still have their pride though. You know? Yeah, but that then that's he's it. Been a manager for two teams already, and then taking yeah. a demotion, and 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 I would if if I was his friend as the manager, like you could even say in the presser that you're doing me a solid, for sure. Just so they know. Yeah, yeah. I, I was by name selected. Yeah, totally. I I don't know that that would. Ha- I can see it maybe, but honestly, I believe that he'll do a year. He'll take a gap year. And then he'll end up on another team somewhere. Um, it'd be interesting to see what he could do with Anaheim. That's where it's really going to go. Be really interesting. That team has talent to win. They just need somebody to hone it in. And Donnie Baseball has talent to get a team. We don't know that he has what it takes as a manager to get the team through the playoffs and to a World Series berth. But what we do know is that he can get them to the next guy. He can he can hand it off to the next guy mm-hmm. and bring them up. So because that's what he did in L.A. Um, right. So it'll be interesting to see. I think from the front office position in it, with the Angels organization, he makes a ton of sense to like be a middle guy. Okay, it didn't work out with Joe. Let's move in Donnie Baseball. And then we'll wait till the next, you know, Snitker is is available or something like that. Yeah, I th- I honestly think he'll he would go into Anaheim, and Artie Moreno is getting ready to sell that team. The Angels are for sale. Um, yep. I I think that you get a new owner in there, you get Donnie Baseball in there, and you've got you've got a whole new fire burning in that front office. Totally. And the bridge is way stronger between the front office and the clubhouse at that point, and you have some direction. Um, you have a plan, so a GM who knows what he's doing, and I think that yeah. that team could be really scary. I hate to say, yeah, it, I agree. No, I agree, but I think it would be the you, kick in the pants that they would need. Well, and with the talent they have, and the, some of the moves that I think Donnie would advise, they could they could do some craziness. Yeah, yeah. and that might be the team with that laid back because he has sort of a laid back everyday player mentality, right? And so I wonder if. Right. That with the beach vibe kind of feel the angels have would all fit. Oh, that's cool. That could be really cool, man. Yeah. Woo! I just love. Well, Donnie. and that, that was the other thing too does. is that he seemed to have, he seemed to really like L.A. So why would he not like Anaheim? Right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Very cool. All right. So let's move on. Um, Kyle Wright for the Braves. He's a, he's a pitcher for the Braves, right-handed pitcher. Um, he didn't win a single game in 2021. Not one, Brad. He didn't win a single game in 2021. Want. Now he is the first player to 20 wins this season. 
What is going on with that? I mean, wins. we know wins and losses is a weird, sticky okay. stat. Wins anyway. are meaningless with pitchers, Brig. That's what that means. I know, but what <laughs> he was but, on a team that won the World Series. There's no reason for him to have had won zero games in 2021. I was going to lead with hyperbole, Brad, but you just decided to bombard <laughs> my whole just my whole plan. <sighs> You're just like, stop talking about wins. <laughs> I'm like. But everybody talks about wins. So we're just here to advise you, baseball family, that if you see wins and losses for a pitcher, just ignore it. That's what this was about. I was going to try and drag Brad into a thing, but he didn't want to play. The rhino is loose in the zoo, Bray. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I'm in a tree now. I've been treed by the rhino. I'm throwing coconuts at the horn. (laughs) trying to survive (laughs) oh my gosh but no it is it is fascinating though that a guy does (laughs) go from zero to 20 in a year and honestly i don't think it has a whole lot to do with his performance it has a lot to do with the timing of the offense and has to do a lot with the bullpen too but anyway yeah run support yeah totally yep yep anyway thanks for blowing up my plan okay so seattle Seattle extends Luis Castillo. Probably, I mean, arguably one of the best off-season decisions ever in the history of the Mariners organization. Or a trade deadline decisions, I mean, at the oh history gosh, of the Mariners a, organization. The, so he's been great, right? He's been great yeah. for Seattle. But, man, his last two outings, they left him in for like mm, one out too long, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, but it happens. It happens. Guys go through rough stretches, especially in September. I'm not concerned about it, not worried about it at all. Um, yeah, especially with like the load he had to carry in Cincinnati. I'm not worried about it. He'll be fine. Five yeah. years, $108 million. So well-deserved like him coming into this clubhouse too, has been like, it's been awesome. Just another guy who's out there having fun. Right. Yeah. Like there was one point where Jewel and I were talking about whether Robbie Ray liked to be in Seattle or not. Yeah. Like, he wanted yeah. to be there. But Robbie Ray's having fun now. Even when he does have a rough outing, he's having fun <laughs> to the tune, Brig. Of yeah. A national anthem standoff on Sunday. Tell me. To an ejection. Send it. Yes. <laughs> I was I was hoping we'd have time to talk about this. It was so the greatest thing. See, Robbie Ray. <laughs> the Bulls <laughs> were in Kansas City playing the Royals. And Robbie Ray and Luke Weaver got into a standoff. And they played together in Arizona, so they know each other. Um, But they were out there. They stayed out there. Like, Luis Torrens came out and gave gave him some water. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hat over the heart. And Robbie Ray was just as serious could be. Marco Gonzalez comes out and sprays him with some sunscreen, reapplies everything. They didn't get off the field, so they both got tossed. (laughs) It was so good. I love that they both, because the umpire goes, get out, fine. <laughs> it's like, yeah, just so good. And Robbie Ray ended up winning technically, let's he did. be clear. The, he won the standoff. It, they called it uh, a win by TKO on the Mariners broadcast. That's what they said. So, But so I feel like Luis Castillo has brought more fun into the clubhouse. Fun differential yeah. remains at plus 90 in Seattle and <laughs> has brought more fun into the starting rotation. Guys are not quite so serious. Robbie Ray looks like he's enjoying himself again. It's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, so, and speaking of fun differential, I got to plug the Yankees again because Harrison Bader's doing the same thing for the Yankees. He's been back two, three games now, and it is a joy to watch him. And you can see it's a lighting at everything up in the clubhouse. It's it's awesome. Yeah. It's It makes so that's a, a real thing. It matters. Yeah. 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 For Fun sure. differential. So real quick though, this is the Mariners starting rotation locked up through 2026. Okay. Ready for this? So you got Luis Castillo, down. Robbie Ray, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby. So for those of you who are not familiar with Logan Gilbert and George Kirby, Logan Gilbert is in his first full year with the team. Um, I guess in the league, really, he came up last yeah, year. Right. Yeah. And he's been outstanding. He just, Unreal. He was uh should have been an all-star, I thought, this year. But anyway. And then George Kirby, who walked 
more than one batter for the first time in an outing just the other day. He's only ever walked Unreal. one guy in an outing because the dude just pounds wow. the strike zone. He's not. He's unhittable. So it's cool. amazing. So good. Yeah, and then you could awesome. be have. Then you could be having uh, Chris Flex and either him, Marco Gonzalez, or to be determined. I don't know yet. But those guys sure. are still under contract, so they can't find anybody. You've got a fifth pitcher. That's great. And just baseball family, if you don't know, Brad has been very vocal about the Seattle Mariners going to the World's the World Series. Sorry, I almost blew that. Going to the World Series in 2023. Not just going to it, Brig. But w- right. Okay. Winning you said winning it. it. Making the playoffs this year, flag. winning it yeah. next year, Brig. They're gonna win the whole thing next year, according to the Brad Man. This is more chess pieces moving in yep. a position to make that possible. Uh, two more things for you, and then we're going to take a break. First, Buster Posey is now in the ownership group of none other than his San Francisco Giants. He is the first former player to now be a part of the ownership group of the player on uh, or of the team on which he played. All reports, first. all reports I saw indicated that he was the first player to become part of the ownership group of the team he played on. Griffey Not just at any team, year. huh? Griffey did it earlier earlier this year. He's part of the. Mariners Is he part of the group. ownership group? Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure that happened earlier this year. Okay, awesome, awesome. You talk. Thank I'll you. double check it. You double check it. I'll talk. Um, he is also now one of the board of directors, members of the board of directors. Six, the sixth member of the board out of six members of the board far as i could see which is pretty awesome brad did you find that yeah um october 26 2021 kegger jr is investing in the seattle mariners in a way he never has before he'll be part of the ownership group going forward what thank you research you failed me again (laughs) (laughs) there's there are a couple of really cool quotes i want to read off that i thought were really good the majority owner is charles johnson of the san francisco giants and he said at about Buster Posey, not only do we get the benefit of a youthful perspective, but somebody who has played in the field and worn the orange and black. We are privileged to have him as part of this ownership group. He said, "I dis- uh, this was, uh, again, this was Johnson. He says, I discussed some of the bigger issues that were coming up before the collective bargaining agreement, and just to get an understanding of his perspective versus my perspective. And we had a very good and thoughtful discussion. And and at the end of it, he, Buster Posey, just turned to me and said, you know, we, the players, just don't trust you guys. <laughs> the end. We just don't trust you guys. And it makes sense. And that's something we've talked about a million times. But it's it's cool now to see a guy who's not that far removed from being on the field at all to go yeah. in there with his fresh perspective. It's really exciting. So here's the difference. Are you ready for this? Go Buster ahead. Posey is doing something that has never been done before. He is a member of the board of directors. That's what it is. Not the ownership That's, group, the board of directors. Right. Yeah, not Got just it. the ownership group, but he has enough of a stake that he is part of the board the board of directors. See, so he can actively make decisions. Griffey, as being part owner, like part of the ownership group for the Mariners, I think is just a figurehead, right? That he yeah, can go financial in, that, and yeah. That he's like a special consultant to the franchise anyway. And so He's like, well, I have a stake in this franchise, so I can tell you to do this or not to do this. Like, strongly push this. Yeah. Whereas Buster Posey is like, no, we're not doing that. Right. The end. Yeah. 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 So I think it's really awesome. And I'm excited for Buster Posey. And and I think this will be really interesting to see what happens with guys like Griffey making it into the, you know, the Major League Baseball front office and... Mm -hmm guys like Posey making it into ownership groups. Like, I don't know. I just am really interested to see how this in 10 or 15 years changes the nature of baseball, the nature of these relationships and the nature of negotiations and collective bargaining and all kinds of rules that could change because of it to protect players or, or whatever to, to improve fan experiences. I think a lot of things are in the works and we're at the forefront of that. Anyway, yeah, I think we are. We're, we're starting to see it in the NBA. I don't know that we'll ever see it in the NFL, but I think it's I think it's on the way in Major League Baseball. 
Yeah, and it's really exciting. Okay, last thing before we take a break. Craig Council, manager of the Milwaukee Brewers, the Brew Crew, he gets on the radio at 620 WTMJ this week, and uh, he was asked bluntly whether he thinks that there is an unwritten age limit for bringing a ball glove to a baseball game. This is something we've talked about a billion times. Yes, yes. Thank you very much, Craig and those guys. Um, He says, I think there should be an age limit, Craig said. He's in favor of actually a national age limit on bringing a ball glove to the ballpark. So they pressed him further, and he said it should be 14. He said, by the time you're in high school, you shouldn't be bringing a ball glove to to the ballpark. And he said, and... So they pressed him even further on the show and they said, well, okay, so, you know, what happens if you catch a ball, even barehanded? He's like, you got to give it to a kid, man. Like, you have to. Yeah. Who was it last week? I can't remember who, what team it was or what player it was, but somebody went to toss a ball to those little, to those girls. Like, they all had to be under 15. They did. This fan just reaches over and snags it. That was, that to me is like, that dude should be banned from even being within 10 rows of the state of the field yeah right for the rest of his life yep 10 rows that's that's perfect ridiculous 10 rows that's i like that actually a 10 row ban Ooh, that should be a t-shirt don't you wish you knew somebody who can make a t-shirt with that on it a 10 row ban yeah on a (laughs) t-shirt or a sticker i like it yeah yeah there we go. That's good. <laughs> All right, with that baseball like family, we are going to uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to give you a whole bunch of stuff that we uh, think is important about the playoffs. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. The Nonther Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports. From current events to classic moments and everything in between, you can find the Nonther Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family. So the the season is like wrapping up next week, right? We've got – this comes out on Tuesday. It's Sunday night currently, so – as of where we're sitting right now, we got about a week and a half left. But when you listen to this episode, there's like a week tops, like barely a week left in the season. So we thought we would paint the picture for you with a, a fine-tipped brush about how things are going in the playoff race currently. Is that is that right, Brig? Is that right, a fine-tipped brush? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Um, so nice. you're, I mean, you're the you're the artist here, not me. So anyway. Here we go. Major League Baseball playoffs approaching currently our clinchers. We have the L.A. Dodgers have clinched LA. the NL West and and the best record in the National League. So they will have home field all the way through the National League playoffs. Um, I'm honestly thinking that they're going to have home field in the World Series as well. Um, yeah. With the way they continue to win, and the Astros refuse to win this weekend, and we're just infuriating me. I never thought in my life I would say that, <laughs> but my goodness, Brig! <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, it's we'll get there. Astonishing, in just a minute, but holy yeah, go ahead. smokes! Okay, <clears throat> back here we go. Divisions clinched today, Sunday. The Cleveland team, Cleveland baseball team, Brig, clinched the AL yeah, Central. You. This is the first time since 2018 this has happened, and I am absolutely astonished that it happened. They're so impressive, though. Like, the way they have cobbled this together and and rose up from, like, obscurity almost. I don't want to beat them down or anything, but the way they have literally just come out of nowhere, it feels like, is so impressive. 
And I'm yeah. so happy for them because going into the season, the only name we really knew, like really knew, was Jose. That's it. Well, even now honestly, like, for me, it was Shane Bieber. <clears throat> and, oh, yeah, Shane Bieber. Yeah, that's right. But you can't get carried by two guys. It doesn't work that right. way. Yeah. And it's and great. Tristan McKenzie, I knew about him, but, man, he had his ups and downs this season. And it turns out yeah. he's up mostly and he's been great but i so i've gone back and i was listening to our meaningless predictions because i chopped those up for when we wrap up the season here in a couple months ish and we both agreed that the only thing that cleveland would be winning this year was the worst baseball team name that was it we had them finishing at the bottom of the al central so yeah blown away there's that totally that blown away um yeah. houston clinched the al west that felt like that happened like back in like july but it was just yeah. recently so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise there honestly. big facts there brad <laughs> <laughs> big facts only break so yeah. but as far as other teams that have clinched a spot but have not clinched their division when you've got the new york yankees the new york mets and the atlanta braves the yankees are just within a matter of days um they're gonna yeah, they're going to wrap up the AL East here pretty soon, but the Mets and the Braves continue to be in a hotly contested race. It's a battle. They're a game and a half. It's a game and a half battle right now, and it's it's crazy. It is. Um, was it the Braves beat the Phillies today? If I'm not mistaken, right? I believe so. Sunday yeah, night. I'll double check that. Yeah, but the the <clears> Mets <throat> won big over the A's after getting beat big by the A's over the weekend. Yeah, but they. They put on a beat down today. It was crazy. Yes, they did. Yeah, the Braves beat the Phillies by one in extras. Yeah, Scherzer, I think, struck out eight over the day and on Sunday, and struck out seven. Yeah, was Pitch, he was seven. six full and struck out seven. Yeah, gave up one run. So yeah, which is exactly yeah. what we want to see from Mad Max. Yep, exactly right for sure. Um, so that's everybody to this point who has clinched um, ongoing yep. division races. Like I said, in the NL East, you've got the Mets and the Braves. In the NL Central, you've got the Cardinals ahead of the Brewers. It's just a matter of days before they clinch that. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's going to happen soon, and that's pretty much in- inevitable. But the AL East, like I said, the Yankees haven't clinched yet, but they've got they got a pretty good lead on the on the Blue Jays. Um, yeah. The Rays are barely hanging on just by the skin of their teeth. They'll be eliminated like a couple hours from now, probably. Is what I would imagine. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. Toronto's three or eight and a half games behind New York right now in the East. So <clears throat> that's pretty much a foregone conclusion. I think the Yankees' magic mm-hmm. number is two right now to clinch. Okay. Two and, yeah. two and a half or something like that. Okay. So that's not bad. Like, yeah, that'll happen within a couple of days, too. So yeah, not a big deal for the Yankees. Mm-mm. especially with the schedule that the Blue Jays and the Rays both have coming up the final week of the season. That's a pretty big deal for those teams. But the um, Yankees are going to play the Blue Jays Monday and Tuesday, at least, if not also Wednesday. Yeah. So they, yeah, they can just, they can eliminate them in the next couple of days. So yeah, there's that. The wild yep. card on the other hand, wild card is indeed wild rig. Wild. Wild. Absolutely wild. I don't feel like it's as wild as it was last year just because last year it was, what, two teams got in, and now we have three. Mostly it's seeding and then a fourth team that's just hanging in there, just hanging around. Just Um, being ugly. Yep. The Braves are good. They, Like I said, they've already clinched a playoff spot. They're in the top of the wild card. They're fine. They're they're playing for division, not wild card at this point. Yeah, for sure. They've got the Padres and the Phillies who are both – in yep. at this point, the Brewers are right there behind them, not far behind. Game and a half back, That's right? Yeah, game and a half. So, and the game and a half can vanish literally in <laughs> thirty-six hours. Yeah, they don't even have to be involved for a game and a half to to go away. Like yeah. the team in question, like in this case, the Brewers wouldn't don't even have to necessarily play for a game and a half to uh, to just dissolve itself yeah that's how exactly. fickle it can be yeah yeah so it, i mean to that point if the if the brewers didn't play any games the phillies lost three in a row they're even yeah absolutely and all all it would take for them to get even otherwise is for the phillies to lose two and the and the brewers to win one so yeah that's a that's a really tight race a lot tighter than honestly i expected going into this weekend because the Me brewers too. finally remember how to win games 
Well, and San Diego is only a half a game up on Philadelphia, so they could they could spoil it up for themselves as well. They're six and four in their last ten, but they've only won one. And they're 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 on a one game winning streak, I should say, which is not a streak. They won their last game. <laughs> what am I trying to say, man? I'm tired. This is really cool. Well, and especially since coming up this week, uh, starting on Tuesday, the Padres are playing the Dodgers, and the Dodgers they are nothing more than to spoil. Yep. Yep. So, and that's why I'm saying like that, even that, if you go up one rung, right, the Braves are yep. good. They're 10 and a half up, but the, the Phillies Brewers and Padres like that, all three of those are within like sneezing distance of each other. And that's pretty scary. Yeah. Go to the yeah. American league though, Brad, tell us what's going on in there. So the blue Jays started pulling away after this, after this weekend, they won, I think they yeah. split right split a four game series with the rays i believe is what happened there and then yeah, I think, I think and so, so that they're up uh, i think it's a game and a half and then the rays are in second place and the mariners are in third place cuz the mariners have forgotten how to win baseball games 3 and 7 yeah, on a suddenly. 10 game road trip holy yeah. moly yeah brig it's it's dark right now i'll be honest with you the orioles continue to hang around brig let let it be dark right <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Orioles today are four right. games back. So the magic number is six. Okay. So that's yeah. manageable. It it can be done, but man, yeah. it is it was scary after the Mariners blew a nine game or nine run lead today. Gave up a, an eleven spot in the sixth inning after hanging wow. eight in the fifth and two more mm. in the sixth. Whoa. Now Okay. Okay. So here's the thing with that's that, dark. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So there's a yeah. couple things here. First off, when you hit rock bottom, the only way to go is up, right? And that's yeah, what I'm hoping right. is that this is absolute rock bottom. This team is like, okay, we cannot mess around anymore. We will mess around and we will find out that teams who play like this don't make the playoffs. Yeah. Also, specifically for today, I do not like to blame umpires, but I'm waiting for the umpire scorecard to come out because mm-hmm. – the fourth, fifth, and sixth innings, this umpire's zone shifted. Oh. It shifted inward oh. toward the middle of the plate where the the Mariners hung eight because of like, I want to say it was like seven walks, five or six, maybe between five and seven walks in the, in the fifth inning because there were balls that were getting covered the entire plate that were being called balls. Yeah. So yeah. what happens? Pitcher's got to go down the middle, and then he gets hit, right? For sure, yeah. Same thing happened in the sixth inning. Mariners enjoyed a couple walks, put up a couple more. Bottom of the sixth inning, that zone was still shifted. Castillo, um, yeah. who was it? Festa and Brash had to sh- adjust into the middle of the plate because they were walking guys by hitting the, the left-handed batter box side of the plate. Yeah, and started walking guys, and then they started giving up hits, and that's just how it happened. So I'm honestly, Brig, I'm putting a little bit of this on the umpire by having an absolute terrible zone and not helping out the pitchers even the slightest because you, the game gets back in the seventh inning, Brig. It slows those, right back down. It went it went back in back onto the corner. Guys were I'm looking at on the left left hand yeah. side of the batter's box, and they were getting called strikes again. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the box score, and it is anomalous. It it really doesn't make sense unless was, there's a particularly the bad pitcher thing. on both sides. It was really, yeah. really weird to watch an umpire zone literally shift for three innings and then come back to normal. Yeah, that, that was, was weird. Looking at that box score was very bizarre. Yeah, huh. so so I take a little bit of that off, but at the same time, though, watching that collapse was so frustrating. So frustrating. Yeah. But the Astros figured out how to win Saturday, figured out how to win Sunday, helped yep. the Mariners in that respect uh, to drop the Orioles and to lower that magic number just a little bit. But this race is going to be tight, I feel like, because the Mariners have not played well against these bad teams they're supposed to be beating. Well, and Boston plays uh, Baltimore mm-hmm. uh, starting tomorrow. Yeah, starting right, on Monday. Starting Monday. <clears throat> so that, that'll yeah. be official um, – like that, or I don't know what I'm saying. That'll affect you dramatically. In the oh, Seattle spot. Yeah, I'll be I'll be scoreboard watching on those games for sure. There's yeah. that, and then there's and then Baltimore also has um, 
has the Yankees coming up later on this week, and then they finish, I believe, with the race. Yeah, I well, and check then, that real quick, but and then the Yankees are in Toronto starting Monday, and uh, dang, this is intense, man. All these teams are going to play each other right at the end. Blue Jays, sorry, Orioles are closing out with the Blue Jays, so the oh, Orioles are they? Could, could pretty much eliminate themselves by the end of the week. But man, yeah. It's yeah. scary with a Mariners team that has forgotten how to win with no Julio Rodriguez, yeah. no Gino Suarez. Um, Cal Raleigh is down now. He heard it. He re-injured his thumb today, so that's a big, big deal. Scary. Oh, no. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, so he came back from a thumb terrible. injury, and then today there was a foul ball hit yeah. right on the tip of the thumb of the glove. He saw him wince, yeah. and then he, caught a, oh. then he actually caught a ball that hit the thumb, and he, like, went down. So he stayed in to finish the inning because he's tough, but he did not come out. Yeah, that's I was not good. Quite upset about that. I am. I almost cried, Brig. I almost cried. I don't blame you. I I've been <laughs> on the verge of tears a lot lately, so I totally understand. Given the judge See, so, situation, yeah. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay starts a, a three game set against the Cleveland's ball club. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then they got to play the Astros, and then they play Boston to finish out the season. So Tampa Bay could be in some trouble there, um, which might help Seattle out. Yeah. Honestly. It could, and then you've got the Yankees and the Blue Jays. That could help, too, if the Yankees continue to win, because despite Judge not homering, the Yankees have been winning. They have been winning. And it's been, And it's not it's always – it's. It's sometimes a little messy, but it's because they're they're they're. I think everybody else is relaxed with everybody watching Judge. I think the rest of the the lineup is is just not as stressed. Honestly, I think the what was it Saturday? Mercury has, everybody else homeward, but yeah, it felt like that. It did. It felt like that. Yeah, lots of production baseball, lots of extra base hits, lots of stolen bases, and that's that's the kind of aggressive thing with the, any team would need to win yeah. in the playoffs. Like you have, they have to play that way. So hopefully we can put it together. And, and one of these days we'll talk about issues with depth, but not yeah, today. we will for sure, because it, it is a strange thing, but yeah. uh, so there's that. And then there's the Cardinals and the Brewers who are playing. What is that? Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. two games set. And yeah, the Cardinals could essentially eliminate the Brewers. By winning both of those, yeah. So that's that's a big one, and then like we talked about before, the Dodgers and the Padres. That's going to be a series to watch. That's the yeah, one that's I want to see. Yeah, because that could that could put a beat down on spoiling San Diego's or Slam Diego, excuse me, Slam Diego's chances at a, at a playoff opportunity. Really could. Yep. Yep. It really could. Yeah, and it's so like it was like the Astros either clinched and then they just relaxed for a couple days, right? Because they got shut out back-to-back games by the Orioles. They were like, yeah. okay, we've clinched, we're good, we're all set, relax, go lose a couple games. But then they had a hard time turning it back on Saturday and Sunday against against the Orioles again. It came down to the last inning both times. Like first first game they won in nine, then they won in extras. So it's like yeah. they're having a hard time turning that switch on. I don't think the Dodgers right. are going to ever let it turn off. I don't think so either. I don't think Dave Roberts will let that happen. I'm surprised Dusty Baker. I just did. don't. <laughs> Honestly, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm with or you. maybe that's the kind of command he has in that clubhouse is that they're just like, "Bah, we're fine." Maybe, or maybe we should give more credit to Baltimore than we have been. We could, yeah. So here's this is another thing too is that like I was really frustrated with the Mariners losing these games and then. Um, and then especially watching Baltimore win. This is something I'm not accustomed to as a Mariners fan is playing these bad teams that are wanting to be spoilers, right? Yeah. Usually I'm on the other side where the Orioles are right now, where it's like you're playing for your life every single day. So you come yeah. out ready to go and you're a giant slayer because you've got to be. And I think right. that's what's going on in Baltimore is these guys understand obviously what's at stake. And, uh, and so they're, they're trying to be giant beaters every single day and they succeeded yeah. two out of four times, extended themselves yeah. a little bit, but 
I think it's cool. I think they also have a bunch of young guys there who are just like, I don't care, man. Let's go have fun. Like, it doesn't matter. There's no pressure. And I think that that is a great incubator for a lot of personal growth and success. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I don't know that it's necessarily going to come down to the last hour of the season. I think I said this before, like I did last year, just because there are more teams. And I don't think that even seeding is going to come down to the last year. I think it's going to be sorted out coming out of next weekend. I think, I think yeah. Monday at the latest we'll have seating all figured out. We'll know what's up, what's what, who's playing where, who's playing who. Um, and I, I yeah. think it'll be, it'll, it'll still make for a fun end of the season though, because it's, it's oh, wild yeah. right now. That wild card is out of control. Yeah. It, it's awesome. I, I love it. But baseball family, let us know what you think about the playoff races right now. The teams that have clinched have some of them kind of let off the gas a little bit, or is that not a thing? I don't know. Let me know. Uh, and if you would like, you can send us some of your predictions as well. Drop those yeah. in the mailbag. Head over to baseballtogether.com and you can hit the link in the navigation or you can hit the link down in the description of every single episode. Don't forget, you can also jump on the shop at 9plusus.com. It's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. 9plusus.com, that's where you can buy all the cool merch we wear and all the fun baseball stuff that we have. Uh, it supports a shop. That's a big deal. So if you if you like what we're doing, you want to support the shop. That's one way to do it. If you want a different way to do it, we have now four levels of support on Patreon that you can access: one dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, and fifteen dollars of support will get you various sundry goodies, as well as the bullpen cut of the episode where we tell wildly inappropriate jokes and and funny stories about nicknames that's what comes out in this episode of the bullpen cut is nickname conversations brad uh <laughs> brad brad let us touch his dark spot a little bit uh yeah, a little bit it's yeah. pretty exciting that's true <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah that, that did happen but don't forget to like subscribe rate and review the show let us know what you think about what we're doing uh, you can do that in the youtube comments you can also do that on i believe it's apple podcasts where you can leave a review but subscribe so you don't miss a show and if you'd like you like Briggs said head over to patreon so you can get the bullpen cut of the show which is a ton of fun we think at least but baseball family thank you so much for joining us we will catch you next week as the season wraps up